0: Well, welcome back to the podcast. Welcome to episode number 80 of Starting the Conversation and welcome to another small talk episode, which is basically just me sat down, having a chat with you. Now, I just wanna say before diving into today's episode, apologies if it sounds a little bit echoey right now. I'm actually recording at 6 a.m. in my kitchen because it's literally the only time that the house is quiet today. So bear with me if the sound isn't as great as it usually is. But I am so, so excited to be sharing this episode with you, not only because I think the content in it is great, but also because I've got a really exciting announcement to make. Now, you may have seen me talk about this over on my Instagram, but I just wanted to make sure that you are in the loop because honestly, it's not something I've ever done before and I don't know when I'm going to be doing it again. And that exciting thing is that for the first time ever, I am opening up submissions for those who want to join me for a conversation on this podcast. Now, after 18 months of having a no pitch policy, I am turning the tables, deciding not to invite the next set of guests and instead asking to hear from you. So if you're passionate about sharing the unspoken sides of what you do, you love talking, all things honest around running a business, showing up online, doing your own thing, I would love to hear from you. So feel free to fill in the form over at alicebenham.co.uk forward slash podcast. There will also be a link in the show notes. And hey, if it feels like the right fit, then I will be in touch. Now, I will just say applications closed 1st of November. So if you're listening to this, when the podcast comes out, you've got this week to act. So get on it. And if I say so myself, I think it's a pretty solid opportunity. So don't forget, you can apply to be on this podcast, but you need to move quick. alicebenham.co.uk forward slash podcast. Podcast to do so. Now let's jump into today's episode because it is one that I am so, so excited to share with you. I started off writing the notes thinking, I don't really know what I'm going to say. I don't think I've got much to say on this topic. And then I started writing and I was like, damn, I could deliver a four part podcast on just one of the points in this episode. So I'm really excited to share this with you because it's a topic that's always coming up in my work and a topic that I'm constantly thinking about because I'm gonna be talking about marketing when you're a service-based business. Now, obviously as a digital marketing coach, I work with a whole range of businesses, service and product, but as I am a service business myself, it's definitely a topic I'm incredibly familiar with and something that I really love to explore in terms of my personal experience. I would say as a coach, I am now regularly fully booked about two to four months in advance. And I don't say this to a all show off, but I say it to show you what's possible because I don't actively promote my coaching. The most you'll see me do is mentioning my availability on my stories every month or so, and simply saying, if you're interested, get in touch. I'm not pushy about it. I'm not salesy about it. And I flipping love that I've managed to build my marketing in this way. So what I wanna do in this episode is give you an inside look at what I believe makes that a reality. I will preface this whole episode by saying that building this model of marketing does take time. It cannot be built overnight. When you're building something that's truly sustainable and truly effective, it's gonna take the work. I pivoted to coaching just over two years ago now, and it's probably only been the last six to eight months that I've been fully booked and kind of been able to say, yes, this model is really working for me. But what I want to show you in this episode is basically just that it is possible and also just some insight on how it's possible for me. So let's start with point number one, which is build a personal brand. Now, this is an absolutely huge one for me. I am a big believer that if you're a one girl band, if you're a one man band and you're service based, you are doing yourself a huge disservice by not building in a personal way. And when I say personal brand, what I really mean is that you're building an online presence where people's first connection is with you instead of your offering and instead of the topic that you talk about. When you're service based, people are investing in you as much as they're investing in the solution you offer. So therefore, ensuring that they connect with you is paramount to building an audience who are desperate to work with you. Building an online presence around a personal brand allows you to connect with people who aren't yet ready to work with you. If all I'm doing is talking about my digital marketing coaching, I'm alienating all the people who aren't yet ready to work with me because the conversation isn't engaging for them. But when I build an online presence which is focused around me, where there's a lot of connection points for people, I'm getting people connected before they're ready to work with me so that when they are, I'm their first thought because we've already got that connection and they're already familiar with me and my work. Another great thing about personal branding when you're service-based is it sets you apart from everyone else. You know, anyone can offer a solution. I hate to break it to you. Anyone can likely offer what you do, but you are the only person who can do it like you do. So that's really what you want to be communicating when you're thinking about your marketing. You want to make it so that you're the only person they'd want to get their website built with. And I notice it in my consumer decisions as well when I work with freelancers and when I work with team members. If you said to me, Alice, you need to get your website updated. There is only one person I would go to because they've built a brand that's personal and I have a connection with them and I couldn't imagine doing it with anyone else. The same if I needed to get some copywriting done or the same if I needed some virtual assistance. Because these people have built with personal brands, my connection is with them first. So regardless of where I'm at in wanting their service, the second that I do want it, I've already got that familiarity and I've already got that loyalty to them. So consider what elements of you are important or of interest to your clients. I'm not saying here to overshare your whole life on Instagram and hope that that's gonna be impactful because it just doesn't work that way. But be really considered around understanding what is it that you bring that makes your offering different and make sure that people can connect with you, not just your solution and not just what you offer. So that's point number one, build a personal brand. Number two, which honestly I think is the biggest game changer, is to answer their questions before they even ask. Now I'm gonna say something that might surprise you here and it feels a bit apprehensive for me to say because it sounds a bit super strategic, but every single piece of my content is a sales pitch, but it never feels that way in brackets, I hope, because you guys are the only test of that. And I do feel like a bit of a broken record making this point, but I literally don't care because I know how important it is. And that is that everything you create should be playing a role in moving people from stranger to client. So, for example, with my coaching, I know that in order to move people from a place where they're a stranger of me to where they want to work with me, I need to communicate a number of things. Things like who I'm a good fit for, how my coaching works, the impact of working with me, what makes me different. And what I then do when I think about my marketing is think about communicating those points all of the time. But the point is, I'm doing it in a way that isn't at all obvious and it never feels like I'm marketing to people. By sharing in a really salesy way where it's obvious that I'm promoting my work and I'm kind of just giving people those statements on their own, I'm alienating the 90% of my audience who aren't yet ready to work with me. By doing it naturally and making sure that those questions and that those topics are covered within content that's already engaging, everyone is interested. And then, here's the magic piece, the moment that people are ready to work with me, the decision is made. Now, I can't remember the last time that I had an inquiry call which didn't result in a client wanting to work with me. And I'm not saying that because I'm the perfect coach for everyone, I'm absolutely not. I'm saying that to prove that my content has already got people to a place where they're ready to work with me before they've even had any direct content. I am so intentional about the way that my content is taking people from a place of stranger to client. And I've gone through the process of figuring out what they want to know as they move through that journey. So then as a result of that, I am so strategic about everything I create having a purpose which is linked to that journey. You know, I'm not just shouting about my great clients when I'm at one of their events because I love them. I'm shouting about them so that you can see the tangible impact that my work has and put yourself in my client's shoes. You know, I'm not just sharing my nosebleed because it's funny, although it was funny. I'm doing it so that you can connect with my personal brand and remember my name. I'm not taking you with me during a client day because I think you care. I'm doing it so that you can see how I work with people and get familiar with what I offer. What I'm saying here is just get intentional with the purpose of your content. Consider how everything can play a role in giving people the information or the answers they need in order to want to work with you. But the key piece here isn't to do that in an obvious way. I don't jump on my stories and say, I'm a great fit for these people. I don't go onto my Instagram grid and put a post up saying, hey, this is the impact of my work. Do you wanna have that too? But all of those things are still touched on in my marketing, but it's done in a very subtle way so that it's accessible and engaging for everyone. And it never switches people off who aren't actually ready for that sales pitch phase. So that was point number two, answer their questions before they even ask. And point number three, which is one of my favorites with building a service-based business is to let others do the talking. Now as a service-based business, word of mouth is gold. When word of mouth is a significant part of how you share what you do, it not only social proofs your work in the sense of it validates any claims you're making about the impact you have or the way that you work with people, but something I really love about word of mouth is also that it allows your audience to see themselves in the shoes of your clients. For me, that's one of the biggest parts of marketing yourself as a service-based business is getting your audience to a point where they can completely imagine themselves working with you. And one of the best ways to do that is to bring people into the conversation who are actually in that position and create touch points between the two where they can see the similarities between who they are and who that person is that's working with you. So the more that you can get your past or your current clients talking about your work together, honestly, the better. I've got a few ideas here of how you can make this a thing within your business. The first thing here would be to make sure that you get the ball rolling. Now I completely hear what you're probably thinking at this point, getting your name out there, especially at the start of your business or when you've got a new offering out can be really tough. So don't be afraid to get creative in starting the process of encouraging word of mouth and getting testimonials. When I first started coaching two years ago, I worked for free so that I could get testimonials and encourage referrals. I actually talked about this a little bit more in depth in my Instagram TV video, which was about how I moved my business forward when it felt like it was failing. So feel free to go and have a watch of that, it's on my Instagram or I'll link it in the show notes and skip to the working for free section because I talk a bit more in there about how I think working for free can actually be really, really beneficial, but only if it's done in the right way. So number one, don't be afraid to get the ball rolling with it. Number two, be put a system in place. Now, what I mean by this is that past clients often want to shout about what you do. They may have had a great experience, they may really love you, but you can't just assume that they're going to share you because of that. Your role as a business owner needs to be proactive in encouraging word of mouth and testimonials and referrals. So put a system in place which does that, encourages it. Give them an incentive. You know, for me and my business, as soon as a client stops working with me as part of their kind of offboarding process, i really clearly communicate hey anyone that starts working with me because they know you or because they saw me on your stories or because you outright referred them you are going to get an additional session with me that you can use for accountability it doesn't have to be that big it could be something really really tiny but the more that you can give people an incentive and actually actively encourage it the better position that you're going to be in Because very often, especially if you're B2B, people want to do something, but they just can't find the time. So you need to play an active role in encouraging it and giving them the framework of how you want them to do it. My third tip in terms of getting referrals and getting your name out there would be to give people such a great service that they'll want to shout about it. Now this moves me perfectly onto point number four within this kind of whole episode, which is marketing yourself as a service-based business ultimately comes down to offering a 10 out of 10 service now i really should have put this point first because the previous three points about building a personal brand answering questions before they ask them and letting people speak for you honestly are fully irrelevant if your offer is not damn good marketing a service is incredibly tough people can struggle to see the value in something that isn't tangible people can struggle to understand results when they're kind of custom to every single client So you need to make sure that the impact, the outcome, the results of what you do speak for themselves. When you offer a service, you haven't got a product or an ingredients list to hide behind. So you need to make sure that what you offer genuinely is 10 out of 10 in all aspects. For me, this comes down to responding to my clients quickly, building a great onboarding experience, using really good systems whilst they work with me, offering custom approaches for every single client, what I really did when I thought about offering a 10 out of 10 service was I stepped back and thought, okay, how can I up level my client's experience every single step of the way? Now, not only will this encourage past or current clients to shout about what you do, but it will also give you more to communicate when you're bringing what you do into the conversation, because it will make it feel that bit more tangible when you can put some language to the experience that you give people and the impact that you have. So there we have it, four ways to market yourself as a service-based business. I'm going to give you a quick recap because we started at number one, build a personal brand. Number two, answer their questions before they've even asked them. Number three, let others do the talking. And number four, and most important, offer a 10 out of 10 service. Now, of course, those are just the four things that work for me. When I take a step back, when I look at the way that I market myself, and when I acknowledge that I've built an incredibly successful service-based business without doing tons of promotion, those for me are the four things that have allowed me to do that. Now, I just wanted to mention here as a nice segue, but also actually a good example of how I do openly promote what I do, that my coaching slots are now open for January and March next year. Now, you might be listening to this episode and getting to this point and thinking, Alice, do you ever actually mention that you do coaching then? And whilst, like I said, in point number two, my intention is to answer everyone's questions, but in a very subtle and in a very strategic way, one thing that I make sure that I do is at least once a month, I jump onto my stories and I speak about it on the podcast and I say, hey, do you know that I'm a coach? I have these slots available. This is it. And this is your next step. I am a big, big believer, and there's gonna be an episode coming up on this soon, that your website is where things should become effective. So it's not that I'm just completely trusting that people are gonna go and figure it all out themselves and inquire on their own, but it's that my marketing is doing a good enough job that all I have to do is jump in every now and again and say, hey, just a reminder that I've got these slots open, you can find out more via my website, there you go. So as a living example of that, I've opened up my slots for next year, both for January and March, and I'm mentioning them now because my prices are due to go up in 2020, which is possibly the most terrifying thing I've done in my business since launching. Prices haven't changed and it's a slightly intimidating thing to do. So to make sure that my coaching is still accessible to as many of you as possible, I'm leaving it that if you book with me before the end of the year, you can still get this current price point. So if you are interested in working together, just make sure that you get in touch before the end of the year i have got completely interest-free payment plans available and you can just get one payment to lock you in and the rest don't start We work together so it's super chill it's on your terms but if you want to know more you can find the link in the show notes or just get in touch if you've got any questions i would love to hear from you But there we have it for another Small Talk episode. Thank you so, so much for tuning in. I so hope that you found that helpful and it's maybe just given you an inside look at the way that I market myself within my business. If there's a particular topic that I touched on here, I kind of tried to touch on everything and give you an overview, but if you'd want me to go more in depth on a certain element, as always, I would love to hear from you. You can find me over on Instagram at alice__benham and hey, if you want to make my day, there's two things you can do. You can either tag me on your stories saying that you're tuning in, or you can leave a review over on iTunes. It would be true to say this podcast takes a huge amount of work to keep up both from me but also from Emily who works with me and there's a huge amount that you don't see that goes into creating these episodes so it really does mean a huge amount when we can see the people and the impact behind the numbers so feel free to get in touch let me know your thoughts on this episode share that you're tuning in and make my day but I'll be back next Monday with another conversation and until then I hope you have the best week.